Gerson Rosas is an innovator. He spent 17 years with the Houston Rockets and helped create one of the most revolutionary offenses in NBA League history. Now he's the man in Minnesota, where he's been very active in upgrading the roster. Rosas pulled off a blockbuster trade last season, landing D'Angelo Russell, and most recently took Anthony Edwards with the number one pick in the draft. This is Wolves Plus. What a feed, Ricky to Carl Anthony Towns for the dunk. Russell shows off the handle and the shot. Over making things happen. Oh, yes he is! <laughs> Well, Gerson, here we are. We're up and rolling and knocking on the door of the regular season, and that's got to be a pretty good feeling for uh, for people just not knowing. There was so much uncertainty, so much got pushed back. What is the feeling to just know there is a start date, there is a schedule, we are back on track, and things are about to happen? It, it feels good, Marnie. It's, uh, I, I can't say it's normal because this is a new normal, but – we're getting back to things that we're used to. And for all of us, I know it's so important for people in this organization, our fans, people in this market, it's time. Uh, we've been very anxiously waiting for this opportunity and to see, to hear basketballs bouncing on the floor, to see the activity of, of players and staff here in the building. Uh, it's, it's exciting, we're, we're anxiously awaiting. Yeah, so are a lot of fans. They're anxious to see this product. There were a lot of players who got to or had to spend the summer in Minnesota. Sometimes it just made sense logistically. Some players chose to. But there was seemingly a lot of bonding time enjoying the Minnesota lakes and outdoor areas. And I'm just wondering the value of guys who stayed in Minnesota longer than we would normally see that and what you think – that will mean just in terms of um, of corroboration and and uh, just team bonding activity type things. Well, selfishly, it, it was such a blessing in disguise. Uh, you know, we were one of the leading teams in terms of player participation in the off season. We had seventy five to eighty percent of our guys here in market. And I say selfishly because there's no time like summers in Minnesota, and to have our guys here. Uh, when the sun is out on the lakes, enjoying that beautiful weather, it was great for us. Our ability to really embrace the market as we could and have our guys around was special. You know, it's very, uh, very typical to have players in market for as long as we had them during this off season. But they really got a sense of what Minnesota has to offer in the summers and during the off season, and that's incredibly important for us. And speaking of the off season, the build was for this team around Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. How much of a conscious effort did you and your group make to say, okay, these are our pieces. This is how we build around these two. Any successful organization, it, it really revolves around your best players. And it's something that myself and our staff uh, you know, spend an incredible amount of time on just not only how we can complement them, but how we can set them up to maximize them, both as players and as people, and how we built the roster, how we structure the offense and the defense that we play uh, is with both of them in mind. And uh, our ability to add to the roster this offseason, whether it was in the draft or 
free agency or in trades, uh, it was definitely with them in mind. And they're, they're the guys that it starts and ends with. But our goal, our focus is to give them as much as they need to help them to be successful and then to challenge them to be the best that they can be to help us lead us uh, into a special time. And that duo in particular with Kat and D'Lo, really unique circumstances led to one game together. They played one game. It was at Toronto. I was there. It was, a, it was a really competitive game. We saw some flashes of, oh, my goodness, this could be fantastic. You've seen more of those two together just because of workouts and practices and things like that. But how much more is there to see and how much more should fans be excited just with that core duo? Well, to be honest, we haven't seen anything, and that's what really excites us is to have these guys together for a training camp, to have them together for practices, and to have them together with the opportunity to play is something that has really excited us over this offseason. And we felt like a lot of, about our team, a lot about where we're at, a lot about where we're going has been underrated because they only had an opportunity to play once together. And we made a lot of movement at the trade deadline last year uh, when the pandemic hit with the hard stop. We didn't get a true feel or a true sense of what our team was. And now the opportunity to not only add to it this offseason, but to have guys like D'Angelo and Kat together and Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez and a lot of the additions that we made this offseason through the draft with Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels and through trades with Ricky Rubio and, and Ed Davis and to continue to add to what we're building here, it really excites us. We feel like we're just scratching the surface. We feel like this team is coming together. Don't get me wrong, we, we have a lot of work to do, and there's still a long road ahead of us, but we're building this thing the right way. We're getting the right people in here, and the foundation is, is getting stronger and stronger, and that excites us. And that starts with Cat and D'Angelo. And when you rattle off the rest of that roster and the rest of those pieces, that's the potential and the things that are going through my mind just in, ooh, I like that combination. Ooh, I like that combination. When you sit with Ryan Saunders and your staff, because this is a really collaborative effort when you guys put things together. You like input, you welcome input. Can you just sort of describe the process of taking all these pieces, which a lot are new, a lot are different, a lot you haven't seen together, how you start to say, okay, let's try this. I like your idea of this. I like that with them and sort of just start laying it out and physically seeing what that looks like. How's the process work? You know, it, it really starts from the beginning and you got to take a step back. If you were to look back at where we were last year, you know, we were instilling a new system offensively and defensively, and we didn't have the right pieces that fit that system. But we had to go through the hard process of evaluating what we had and evaluating what we needed. And then you step into the process of this offseason and ending the season early with the pandemic, being in a situation where we have an extended offseason, we have an incredibly creative group in our front office and in our coaching staff and the ability to really challenge one another in terms of what our system is and how we can add to it, how we can complement and maximize Cat and D'Angelo and what could we put around them to help them be successful and to help us be successful. That's a conversations that we've had over the last six, seven months. And our focus, our goal was to continue to add talent at the highest level possible and we were able to do that with Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels at the draft, Balmaro as well. Uh, the ability to add systematic complementary pieces 
that help us be who we want to be. And that's Ricky Rubio with his incredible playmaking and his two-way game to compliment not only D'Angelo but Cat and really our young wings. That's something that we really wanted to add to this roster. We didn't feel like last year we had enough playmaking and we weren't able to execute our vision in terms of our offense or defensively what we wanted to do. We needed more talent there and, and Ricky provides that. You look at a guy like Ed Davis and what he brings not only on the floor uh, but in the locker room and that gives us some stability how we want to play defensively how we want to play offensively and how these guys can grow to be professionals all those things matter you know we acquired a couple of players we were very excited at the trade deadline and Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez and the ability to lock them up as part of this team like I said we have a lot of work to do Marnie but we've got the pieces in places and now we have the opportunity to build continuity and to get experience together as a unit. But we've added talent. We've added players that are complementary to how we want to play offensively and defensively. We're, we're very confident about our situation at the point guard position. Our wing depth is, is, is pretty incredible. Uh, you look at our bigs, we have the top one of the top centers in the league, the best shooting big in the league in Carl Anthony Towns. We've got good young players that are continuing to develop, which give us upside. Uh, we're in a, a unique position in that we strategically looked at adding depth um, this offseason, being in a pandemic situation, being around some of the challenges that we're going to have, shortened training camp, you know, a whole new protocol in terms of a season for us. Depth is something that's incredibly important for us and for coach to play different guys, to play different rotations, as you mentioned, it's incredibly important. Our system is really based around having the best players on the floor. And if that's two point guards, if that's four perimeters, if that's one big, uh, whatever the case may be, we've given coach enough options now where we can really maximize our best players and continue to put consistent talent on the floor, whether it's first unit guys, second unit guys, it really doesn't make a difference for us as long as they're playing, contributing and developing and helping us grow into becoming what we want to be in the future. And when you mentioned that you now have better players to fit the system, when you installed the system last year, how do you think we'll see that as fans when you have players that you've specifically targeted, like that guy plays the way we want to play, and you've been able to add him to your team? How does that look and feel different? How does the product, the games, look and feel different when you're not only implementing the system, but you also have the right athletes for the system? Well, I give Coach and his staff a lot of credit last year. We were doing a lot of the things that we wanted to do uh, systematically, not only for the short term, but the long term, without getting the results. And by that, I mean we played fast. We shot the right shots. Strategically, we were doing the right things. We just weren't getting the results. You know, we were one of the fastest playing team, but we weren't efficient enough in transition. So you add playmakers, you add scorers, you add finishers that can now allow us to be more productive and more efficient in the way that we want to be. You talk about our shooting profile and we have a strategic structure. Now we have guys that can make those shots, whether it's from three or whether it's from finishing, which were key areas for us to improve. We just want to be, you know, on the offensive side, we want to play fast. We want to be very creative. Uh, we want to play an open court game and we want to put our players in a position where they can be successful. And the things that we're trying to do offensively is what we're trying to stop defensively. And to be fair, 
there's no scheme that can make up for the lack of talent on that end. And we feel like we've, in, we've increased our talent defensively, whether it's you know a guy like Ricky who can help on the defensive end, wings that are growing and developing. Uh, we're, we're truly excited about the growth and development of a guy like Josh Akogi and, and Jarrett Culver as they grow and they continue to become impactful defenders and two-way players. That's going to help how we want to play. Our offense and our defense has to be connected. Our ability to defensive rebound, to bust out and play fast and be dynamic, it's all interrelated. And the more two-way players that we can acquire, the more high-end talents that we can acquire, the easier and more consistent we can play the system we want to play. And hopefully that's what our fans will see. There's definitely a growing curve. There's definitely a part of the process where we have to come together and be a team and grow and play better. Uh, but the talent is in place now. Now it's about continuity, coming together as a unit, and being consistent night in and night out. One of the pieces you added is Anthony Edwards. Number one pick, but a really young number one pick added to a young team. There can be pros, there can be cons. What do you think of in the benefit, in the way that it benefits your team, that you have a young roster and that you've added an Anthony Edwards to that. How does youth affect this team positively? Well, we were in a very unique situation holding the number one pick in that we have Carl Anthony Towns, we have D'Angelo Russell. So for us, it's just finding the best talent. And we feel like the more high-end players you can get, uh, the better chance you have of winning and winning consistently. And Anthony gave us that. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a very young player, to your point. Uh, he's a guy that reclassified and was in college last year, should have been in high school. Uh, but his physical tools, his skill level where he's at at this age uh, is, is very exciting. I mean, he comes into the league as one of the most powerful, strongest wings already. Uh, without having played a minute. And it's up to us to grow him, develop him. We're fortunate that we have a structure in place with Carl and D'Angelo where he doesn't have to come in and rescue us. He can grow, he can develop, and he can you know, really improve his overall game at a level where he can become the best version of himself. And that's what we need over time. So for us, we were very fortunate to be at number one. Uh, we were very fortunate to have the opportunity to acquire Anthony, and we're excited about what the future holds for him. He's a player who's who the NBA rewards. You know, he's an athletic uh, scorer, uh, dynamic in terms of his game. He's aggressive, he's physical, and he's got incredible defensive potential, which we're really tapping into. And in his role, he'll be able to do more of that. So we're excited. He gives us another level of talent that we didn't have next year. Uh, and then you throw in guys like Leandro Balmaro, who's going to be in Spain this year. Uh, who, uh, and then you throw in Jaden McDaniels, uh, one of the top prep players two years ago who played at Washington last year. And we're excited. We're continuing to add high-level talent to our base. We're giving ourselves a lot of upside where the organization can grow and develop as these players grow and develop. And Anthony himself you mentioned the physical and you mentioned some of his basketball traits but he's got a pretty good personality too and he's a hard worker he's a kid that's in the gym early and I'm wondering just even those non-basketball traits to be a hard worker and to be someone who just has a natural energy I would imagine a rookie coming into the NBA new city new town new teammates new coaches those personality traits help a guy learn the league and will certainly help 
Anthony Edwards adjust to the Timberwolves and vice versa. Uh, Marty, that's one thing that really excited us about him is he's got a, he's he's a young man who's gone through a lot of tragedy early in his life, and because of that, he's got uh, he's got some grit. He's got an edge. He's even through all the pain, he has a lot of joy, and his smile, his charismatic personality, his passion, his desire to do something great here is something that really stood out. He wanted to be a Minnesota Timberwolf. He wanted to be here, and he's committed to what we're doing here, and that really excites you. A young guy at his age working hard and making the most of, our, of his opportunity bodes really well for us. Another guy with personality that the fans are absolutely thrilled about is Ricky Rubio, <laughs> just because he was a well-liked human being, not just the player on the court. He was a guy who was good in the community and good with the fans, and they're just there are some players that fans are drawn to. Ricky was one of them, and he is back in a much different role as a much, well, somewhat different player, a more seasoned player for sure. Um, Ricky's just ability to be a leader and a playmaker and someone who wants to give the ball to other guys, I think is, is sometimes a rare characteristic, but it fits really well on the right teams. How do you see Ricky and this version of Ricky Rubio on this team? Well, for us, you know, when, when I took the job last year and we went into free agency, we had a need at point guard, and he was one of our first targets. Uh, we were unfortunate it, unfortunate it didn't work out for us, but uh, he's a guy that fits our system. He plays fast. He's a dynamic playmaker. He moves the ball. He makes the game easy for other guys. And when he became available uh, this offseason, uh, we targeted him, and, and, and we were fortunate to execute the deal uh, because we really see uh, there's a lot of synergies for him with this group. Number one, D'Angelo, who's our point guard, uh, has excelled playing with multiple ball handlers. We've seen that in the past when he was at Brooklyn, and we saw that last year in limited opportunity. So we wanted to expand that option. Secondarily, Ricky, after leaving Minnesota, has been around a lot of good teams, around, around a lot of good players, and he's been a key cog in creating success for those guys. And we saw uh, a need for us to have that type of player. Uh, with the set of wings that we have, with Carl Anthony Towns, uh, with the way we want to play, not only offensively but defensively, he's a guy that, that checks a lot of boxes for us in that regard. And we're not even talking about who he is as an individual, who he is in the locker room, and some of the strong relationships that he has around our team and our organization. Those are, those are bonuses that, that we get with Ricky. But, again, a guy that's passionate about Minnesota, a guy that's passionate about the Timberwolves, a guy that wants to come back and help this organization get to a level that it hasn't gotten is something that means a lot. And he's vested. He's committed. He's been great in a, you know, in a short period here at camp. You could feel his passion and you could feel his fire. And, uh, you know, for us to get him at this stage of his career with the experiences that he's had, we're very fortunate, not only on the court, but off the court. Another big piece on this team is Malik Beasley. We saw one month of games from him last season, but one month of some really impressive basketball. Do you think that that one month is what Timberwolves fans should expect to see or close to it a Malik Beasley for an entire season? 
Well, well, again, Marnie, just to put it into perspective, which really excites us, you know, uh, you look at the amount of games that he got to play with Cat uh, in, in that whole situation. So we're excited about what that means. And you add a guy like Ricky Rubio and you add more development from our wing group and you add more to our, our bigs. To be fair, Malik is is a young player. You know, we still feel like he has opportunity and room to grow and his ability to to work, to focus, to grow and to develop is going to be very important for our organization. And we're going to challenge him as best as we can to be the best player, to be the best person that he can be. So that can carry over for success for our organization. But Malik, Juancho, a couple of guys that we re-signed that are going to be big parts of our organization. That's something our fans and we in the organization are excited about. These guys are still in developmental stages where they're having success in the NBA, uh, but they haven't entered their prime. They haven't gotten to the key point of their career. And that's what we're going to push them for. We don't feel like any of these guys are, are finished products. There's ways for them to get better, especially on the defensive end, especially physically. And offensively, now that we have more structure, now that we have more talent, we really feel like their game uh, and their efficiency will continue to grow, which is important for us. But it starts with Cat and D'Lo and getting those guys together and playing. It's really going to open up the game and open up the floor for guys like Malik. And you mentioned some of the youth and guys that have not yet reached their peak. And there's a whole group. There's a whole group of them really talented. And I would imagine that that was a pretty conscious effort to get a group like that that could move forward and forward and peak potentially, hopefully, at really close to the same times. And if that happens, that has to be a championship formula. That has to be a conscious effort of, hey, if we, if everything happens as we project that is how good teams become great teams right well we've we've definitely tried to be very strategic in terms of our timeline not only around uh the group in itself but carl uh, and d'angelo and our best players and we're living in a very competitive western conference right now it's historical just the depth of talent uh, and, and how much uh, success teams have had in the West. But at the same time, we've added uh, some, some veterans that we feel can really help our development. You know, guys like Rickley, guys like Ed Davis. Those are guys that strategically, we wanna grow our young base. We're one of the youngest teams in the NBA. We feel as though we develop and we grow. And as guys like Cat and D'Angelo reach their prime, we'll be at another stage in the Western Conference where hopefully some of these superpowers have died off and there's opportunity to win at the highest level. But when you're building a championship organization, it takes time. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen from one season to the next. We're building a sustainable winning program and that takes a lot of work, that takes a lot of effort, and that takes patience and sacrifice. And we're fortunate we have a, an owner in Glenn Taylor who believes in what we're doing. We have an organization that's committed to the long-term success of this team. And we have a community and, and a fan base that's really hungry for a winner. And we want to be a, a, a team that's consistently winning, consistently in the playoffs with an opportunity to win a championship here one day, which is special to all of us. To be part of that first group is very meaningful to us. This season will be unlike any that we've seen and every team will be dealing with COVID-19 in some way shape or form it just it already affects 
so many things. It's why you and I are not sitting in the same room right now while we're talking <laughs> through uh, computer screens because that's how we're going to do things until we're on the other side of this. When you're dealing with a young group, you're dealing with people whose lives are interrupted by this global pandemic. Do you or have you had to have conversations with your guys about this is how we're going to handle it and we're going to keep a positive attitude and things that I might say to my kids who are, you know, <laughs> distant learning. This is the hurdle we have to overcome in our lives. What your guys will have to deal with, and it is an equalizer in the league, how do you talk about it? Do you talk about it? Do guys get frustrated with it? Do tempers boil over when they're just sick of the protocol and spitting into the test tube knowing this is life for now? No, it's, it's, a, it's a different reality for all of us. And uh, I, I tell our guys, and we have multiple talks about this, it's a privilege to do what we do. And we're very blessed. We're very fortunate to have the opportunity to do it. You know, when something is taken away from you like it was last year during the stoppage, you know, we spent six, seven months without basketball. You appreciate it and you miss it at such a high level. Uh, but the protocols are tough. They're tough for our players. They're tough for our staff. And most importantly, I would say they're tough for our families. You know, the, the situations you're in, the risk that you're in, all those things, they hit home. Uh, and we treat our guys like adults. We're very upfront. We're very direct. We give them every resource to make sure that we can support them and help them through this process. But it's tough. It's tough for me. It's tough for coach. You know, the COVID protocols coming into camp, the COVID protocols that we've lived through here over the last six, seven months, it's difficult. But to be fair, you have to have perspective. And that's what we tell our players. You know, we're fortunate we have people that are doing incredible work on the front lines and they're really fighting this battle and we're seeing progress and we're seeing growth even though there's still tough times with numbers. Um, you know, we have to have hope and we have to stay positive. And one of our key message to our players and to be fair to our staffs and to our families is uh, we got to get through the excuses. And we bring all the excuses up. We bring all the challenges up. We, you know, how we travel, how we operate, how we live life, uh, whether it's a mask or social distancing or how we travel, how we communicate, how we eat. Everything has changed, and it hasn't only happened to us. It's happened to everybody around the world. So being humble, being hungry, being focused are things that are very important to us. We've told guys this is all about perspective. It's probably going to be the most challenging season that we've all been a part of, but if you handle it the right way, if you have the right attitude, if you have the right approach, it could be the most fulfilling. And when you have a mission, a passion like we have here with the Timberwolves and the work that we're doing, we understand that it's it's part of the process and it's something that we have to do to move forward and we're fully committed to it we don't want to lose a day we don't want to lose an opportunity to grow the organization to get better and to develop uh, our players and our team and that's what drives us but to be fair as humans marnie and i know you go through it our fans go through it everyone's goes through it, it it's hard and it's tough and you need to lean on each other you need to be positive you need to be focused and whether it's your hope, your faith, your family, whatever the case may be, we all need each other through these tough times, and that's how we're getting through it. And you mentioned the fans there. Uh, fans are uh, the lifeblood of a lot of teams. They are what fills the energy in, in the arenas, and they are sometimes the people that you play for and perform for, and they're right there to see the product. They will not be right there 
this year. And I know that's that's hard for the players and it's hard for the fans. And this particular Timberwolves team is one that has so much potential and can create so much excitement of all the years for the fans to not be there. I think this one this one hurts. This one hits the fans a little bit. What kind of message are you guys trying to give to the fans? Are your players trying to give to the fans to, to be like, hey, we know you're there. We feel you. We're trying to connect. We know you can't be there in person, but that's got to be a really hard thing to try to keep that connection when physically it just can't be there. It, it, it hurts all of us, Marnie. It's, it's crushing, really. I mean, we, we've all been fans, and I've been on the other side of it, our players, our staff. We know what it's like to root for your team. We know what it's like to be at games. We know what it's like to be around, um, you know, the NBA and the games. And that's special. And uh, for a lot of us, that's why we do what we do. You know, our mission to build the championship organization here is for our fans and for this market and because it's, it's never been done. And it's painful and, you know, we're fortunate. And I got to give a lot of credit to you and a lot of our local media you guys do an incredible job of covering our team and communicating what we're doing and how we're doing it, but we're doing it for, for our fans. We're doing it for them, our ability to put the best team that we can possibly. And it's exciting times to be a Minnesota Timberwolf fan. You know, not only do we have two great players in Carl and D'Angelo, but you look at Anthony Edwards and getting the number one pick and going through that process at how aggressive we've been in free agency and in trades and that's for our fans. That's for this market. That's about building the best team that we can build, uh, an ownership group that believes in what we're doing and supporting us every step of the way to make sure that we're doing the right things, not only for the short term, but the long term. And they're committed to, to this plan and this philosophy. And it's for our fans. It's so we can have success. And so our fans and our partners can be proud of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the team that we put on the court, uh, you know, the, the staff that we have together uh, to fulfill this vision. But our, our organization does an incredible job of connecting with our fans. Our players want to reach out. Uh, we're going to be very interactive in terms of our messaging and our commitment and our connection. But they're our lifeblood, uh, and there's nothing like it. To see the passion, Minnesota's, Minneapolis in, in particular is a, is a very special sports town. And we feed off that energy, we feed off that passion, and we love that there's conversations going on about our team and about our moves, and not that everybody agrees with everything that we do, and that comes with the territory, but we really believe in what we're doing, and we believe in our players, and they're a representation of, of Minnesota. And every time they're on the court, whether it's at the Target Center or at 29 other NBA arenas, they're representing our fans and we're representing this market. And, I, you know, our message to them is that we're doing it with pride, commitment, and every day we're in this, in this facility, in this organization, doing everything possible to make sure that we get closer to our goal uh, of building a championship team. Well, you're just going to have to picture them in your mind cheering at their TV screens because that's what they'll be doing this season. Until we get back at Target Center, that's, uh, that's what fans are going to be doing. That's good enough for now. Um, Another unique circumstance with everything that we're dealing with is just that your team, the bulk of your team, has not played a game since last March. I think it was uh, March 11th when the NBA was suspended indefinitely, and then that was it for the Timberwolves. That can either, it can create some rust, I would imagine, but it can also create 
a real hunger to get back, to be competitive, get on the court again, to bang with some other bodies. How are you seeing that in some of the guys you can just see chomping at the bit who cannot wait, and maybe you're even seeing it in training camp, preseason game, those, those types of things that there's, there's competition again. There's, any sign of competition is a good thing right now. Now, a couple things there, Marty. Number one is the effort has been off the charts here in our first days at camp, and the coaches deserve a lot of credit. Um, you know, we're not as sharp as we would want to be because we're just – there's so much excitement. There's so much energy. Uh, you know, we're doing everything 100 miles an hour, and that's because guys are, have been so anxious to get back on the court. We really got to develop our timing, our rhythm, uh, and, and that takes time, to your point. We haven't played in a long time, but the effort, the commitment, the passion to be there has been great. You know, we'll have an opportunity to play three preseason games before the season starts. We'll simulate another three games here internally in practice for our guys, but we need repetitions. And uh, one of the exciting things strategically that we've done is we have young legs and we're gonna play a wide rotation. You know, coach, uh, coach's ability to have, you know, the option of playing a, a wider rotation is gonna be important for us. So guys can grow, guys can develop, and guys can be ready to go at any moment, especially in a situation where there's so much at stake, uh, where there's so many unknowns in terms of the terrain of this season with COVID, with the protocols, with travel, with what's going on, um, you know, a condensed season in a lot of ways. We feel like we're equipped in pretty strategic ways, whether it's depth, whether it's being young, uh, whether it's having some, some nice juice on our team in terms of guys that can play at a high level and can provide, whether it's physical or athletic attributes to how we want to play, that gives us a chance to be a little bit different. Uh, and it gives us a chance to build a competitive advantage. But the spirit's high, the emotions are high, there's a lot of competitiveness. Uh, by design, we've added a lot of depth. And a part of it was because we want to see the competition in camp. You know, nothing is given to anybody. Guys are earning their roles and their minutes. And that's what makes it exciting. That's what allows you to build a winning team is to have that competition and to give guys an opportunity to earn uh, their spots. And it brings the team together as we grow and develop. How's a guy like Josh Akogi handling the excess energy? A guy whose nickname is nonstop. He's got to be just bubbling over. He, he's been a lot of fun to watch, Marnie. He's, his growth, his development coming into year three. Like, and it, it's, it's like that for everybody. The league is so fast. It's so athletic. It's men in this league. The more you're around it, the more comfortable you get. And Josh is just growing by leaps and bounds. His ability to impact defensively is special, and that's shown. His growth of his game and his development is impactful. But you've got a pro now. You've got a guy who's now a vet in his third year who understands the routine, who understands the approach. But his energy, his edge, that, that never changes, and it's a lot of fun to watch when he's on the floor. Well, I think the entire product is going to be fun to watch on the floor, and I know there are a lot of fans excited to see this. I can't imagine what you and your staff are feeling. Let's just wrap it up with that, Gerson. Just the thought of a, a season in any way, shape, or form. There is a season right on the horizon here. But the fact that you guys have this potential, that this outlook, this promise of this team, where is for you and Coach Saunders and the front office and the people that are so close to it, where is your excitement and anticipation level? 
Well, Marnie, in reality, you know, for us, the work never stops until we get to our destination. And we try to enjoy it as much as we go through the journey. Uh, but it's not just about today or yesterday or tomorrow. It's about next season and the season after that. And what are we doing to prepare for that? So to actually see our guys on the floor is incredibly fulfilling and exciting after being away for uh, seven months. But our work, our mission continues. And this is a, a platform where we can get some development, where we can get some growth, where we can get some continuity with our guys, have an opportunity to compete, uh, to win. Those things are incredibly important for us. But our staff, our coaches, our group is we see the big picture and we want to make sure that every day counts. And to be able to make those days count on an NBA floor uh, with a preseason or a regular season, uh, it really brings a lot of joy. And we hope it brings our fans um, all over some joy as well in, in this crazy world and in these turbulent times. You know, just a little bit of normalcy. We're, we're, not, we're not all the way there, but piece by piece, step by step, uh, we're, we're getting back to it. And, and that's exciting and fulfilling for all of us. Well, we're looking forward to it. An exciting season ahead, long term and short term. Gerson, uh, always appreciate it. Appreciate your insight. Always fun to talk to you. Good luck. Can't wait to see it. Marnie, thank you for the time. Really enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun having an in-depth conversation with you, even though we're not together. Thanks, Gerson. Thank you, Marnie. Coming up next time on Wolves Plus, a conversation with the number one overall draft pick, Anthony Edwards. His transition into the NBA and to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's next time on Wolves Plus.